Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome, friends. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I'm Jeff Pelletier here with my friend and colleague, Neil Johnson. Today, folks, we're going to kick off a series. The series is about what we call the Unseen Realm. Actually, it's uh, not what we call the Unseen Realm. It's what Michael Heiser calls the Unseen Realm. And uh, he's written a book about it. But we're going to talk about it relative to the Bible and to Israel, uh, because there's more, as they say, going on here than meets the eye, uh, relative to the goings-on in our day right now, which are pretty significant. So we're going to we're going to begin this journey in the Unseen Realm. And we're going to spend a couple of episodes on it. Uh, maybe three. We don't know. We'll go as far as we need to go to, to cover this. But uh, we're going to start uh, today in Genesis. Now, we started uh, our podcast in Genesis, in Genesis 1. Uh, and you can go back to our first uh, show and, and begin there to catch all the background that we've given you relative to the importance of Israel. Uh, that background is valuable for everything we say right now. So we're going to begin, though, with Genesis chapter 6. And I'm going to read for you uh, a verse from Gen Gen uh, yeah, Genesis uh, 6, 4. Uh, and it says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and afterward as well, when the sons of God had relations with the daughters of men, and they bore them children who became the mighty men of old, men of renown. So Neil, let's uh, let's let's kick it off right there. So we 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 see this in the in the actual Bible, right? Uh, this this idea of giants, all right. And and we're gonna just go into that. What does that mean? Right. So uh, right, it's such a big topic, big topic, I guess. Right. Uh, uh, the idea of giants, though, we have to sort that out. That. People are opposed to that idea, but the Bible clearly says in many places, in many ways, uh, giants in the land. And so what we have to do is just be uh, willing to accept that they were giants, larger than human beings. They were giant. Uh, and or I wouldn't have specifically called them out. In other words, some people try to make the uh verses you just read from Genesis 6 mm -hmm. uh, sympathetic to their predisposed theological view that it is men came in and had uh, relations with women and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, why would that be anything out of the norm mm -hmm. that this would be recorded? Uh, I was I was looking at the the preceding uh, <laughs> verses. Uh, in, in Genesis and in like in 6 verse 1 it says now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them so he's talking about normal relations right that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves whomever they chose then the Lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever because he is also he also is 
flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. And then it says the Nephilim, or giants, were on the earth also in those days and also afterward. So the, the Bible introduces these, these giants and they're not the normal people. They're not the normal people right, at it, all. At all. It's separate, right? <laughs> and you can clearly see that in the text, that these other people, these Nephilim, which are a, a race of people, or I don't know what they were, but that's what they're called. And uh, Leem is, you know, that, that suffix at the end is plural, so there were some of them. We don't know how many, but it wasn't one, right? Uh and then the Lord saw, after, after that happened, right, after the Nephilim began to uh, uh, take wives and daughters, etc., it says in verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great on the earth. Right. So and, something happened as a result, it right, seems, right. from these giants uh, breeding. Right. And so it depends on your interpretation of what are these giants. Yeah. Who right. are they? And the interpretation of the word Nephilim and yeah. how is it spelled and so yeah, on. It's yeah. a scholarly debate. It is a scholarly for, debate. For yes. our concern, yeah. they are called out both before the flood. Uh-huh. Yeah. And afterward. afterward. Yes. And afterward, we see many different uh, uh, giant tribes, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah. uh, by many different names called out specifically, and that begs the question, well, how did they survive the flood? And yeah. Did anybody else other than the eight through Noah survive the flood? Yeah. Uh, it, again, it's supposition because only extra-biblical books tend to go into this uh, uh, topic, yeah. but the idea is still uh, apparent. These watcher angels, which is what Daniel calls them and the book of Enoch calls them, specifically applied to this verse in Genesis 6, a, a type, a cast, a category of specific beings that God created, the B'nai Elohim, sons yes. of God. yes. And uh, it talks about they came to women, uh, mm-hmm. a euphemistic yeah. way of yeah. saying they had offspring, they had relations with these women. Mm-hmm. And there were, at least according to Enoch, 200 of these beings who came down onto Mount Hermon. Enoch, and, that's a guy that <clears throat> walked with God in the Bible, says he walked with God. He walked with God, and whether or not he uh, specifically wrote the book of Enoch, it's uh, neither here nor there, because many books, we don't know who actually wrote them, but it was attributed to Enoch, and in that book, it does say that there were 200. So, my point is just, of course, they would have more than one family or clan yeah. or tribe right. if they all had offspring. Yeah. From Genesis 1, yeah. uh, the first chapter, we see that everything was supposed to stay after its type, its species, its kind. Yeah, that was the plan. That was right? uh, that was what God said. God this is planned. how it will be. Yeah, exactly. And these spirits, yeah. uh, watcher spirits, saw women and they lusted after them. Yeah. And the go. women were willing participants. Yeah, it doesn't course. ever say they no. were raped or no. taken or no. kidnapped. Mm-hmm. They went willingly and so what we have is this hybrid race that became known as giants 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 in the land of among different tribes and 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 the evidence for this event in uh uh, genesis is that it occurs later on also exactly right so so you you cite uh you cite uh king og right king og uh and and uh 
he was uh, Bashan is the Golden Heights, so he's King Og of Bashan and uh, the surrounding area. Uh, his bed was 13 feet long. Right. Why would he need a bed 13 feet long? Right. 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 Uh, uh, Goliath, uh, nine feet nine inches tall. Right. Right. Uh, uh, 125 pounds of of armor. Uh, so. So uh, you know, there, and there's and there's other examples uh, when when the uh, Israelites are in the desert, correct, and they're going to go to the Promised Land. They send out scouts. That's correct, right? To search the land, and the scouts come back because they want to occupy the Promised Land, right? Because God told them that was theirs, right? And so they get a report back uh, from the and, and Joshua was in the tr- in the in the group that went, and uh, the report comes back and said these these people are huge. Yeah, we can never, never defeat them. That's right. That's right. Ten of the spies, if you will, it's called yeah. some spies who yeah. spied out the land, yeah. came back with what the Bible does say is an evil report or one of yeah. not faith. Yes. Joshua and Caleb came back with good reports, and they said we can do this. Yes. But nonetheless, the yeah. point is, after yeah. the flood, yes, when God was starting over with His chosen yeah. people, yeah. Israel, His yeah. portion, His mm-hmm. inheritance, yeah. the nation He said He was going to inhabit, yeah. uh, they were going into the land. Now, remember, too, this is right after, this is shortly thereafter God performed all the miracle cosmic displays in Egypt and brought them out. And they looked at these giants and they were afraid. Now, Mm -hmm. the -hmm. thing to think about, because you touched on it briefly, was we have giganticism in our day. We do. I mean, even if you look at uh, NBA players, you could say to yourself, well, there's seven foot five plus inches tall certainly impressive certainly huge certainly powerful people Mm -hmm. nonetheless uh the bible doesn't call them giants in other words there was a particular uh egyptian who was uh seven feet plus seven and a half feet plus Uh But nowhere does it call him a giant. It Uh says there's a large, this large man. Yes. So the point is, these uh, ten spies came back trembling and were afraid. And nowhere does it say they lied. No. It doesn't say they lied. Or that they they, were wrong. Or that they were wrong. Yeah. They were petrified. Yeah, exactly. Now, why would you be petrified of a man, Jeff, who was only maybe a foot taller than you. Certainly, yeah. Certainly, we would say, "Yikes! I, I, I'm going to get beat here mm-hmm. by this yeah. large man." Yeah. But whether he's a foot taller, would you have dread? Would you be dismayed? Would you bring back a report saying, "We cannot do it. So we can't ba- defeat the, them." The average man back then was five four, five five, five six, something like that, and so two feet. And that's you know, uh, yeah, he's tall, right? Tall, right? But uh, that's that's not that wouldn't give me terror. That wouldn't give you terror, right? I wouldn't be terrified, right? Which it says they were, and it says they were terrified, yeah. and they were tall and yep. big, and yep. also other places and yep. other cultures yep. describe these giant entities yep. as being vicious. And the other thing that uh, you point out, I think uh, that I think is very important, is that in our day, a really really tall person, like eight foot eleven or whatever, and there's been a couple of them that have been really tall. Uh, they're not fit. You know, they're not right. physically fit. They they have 
disease. They have uh, impairment and so forth. And it says right there in, in, in uh, Genesis 6 that these were mighty men, right. which means that they were capable. Right, right. And it, it, as you pointed out, the, the, the soldier Goliath came from a warrior society, yeah, yes. the Philistines, and he was their champion yeah. of he great was fighters. Amazing fighter. So if you say, well, it doesn't sound like he would be slow or clumsy no. or awkward no. or impaired in no. any way or yeah. full of uh, varying yeah. health defects yep. because of his yep. Uh, yep. condition called giganticism and yeah. acromentally, I think it's called today. Yeah. Uh, and it's a disability. And it's a disability. Today. And uh, every legend, what's also important, it's not definitive, but every legend of every people and the face of the earth has legends. Uh-huh. Myths, uh-huh. legends yep. of giant people who once roamed the earth. Yes. Now you can't just discount that. That's complete arrogance to say all your myth, yeah, yeah. all your <laughs> history, all your yeah. oral reports—they're yeah. all wrong. Because I know better. Because the average height yeah. in whatever day that they're saying, but they all report these giants, if you will, yes. as being very coordinated, very, coordinated. very fast. Yes. Uh, very strong, very tall, and spiteful. In other words, they hated humans. And they were against us. They were against, uh, they wanted to dominate. They wanted to win. They wanted to be in charge. No, no culture on the earth that has a history of giants, and that includes European, African, Asian, Native American, ever, ever says they were nice, friendly and benevolent <laughs> they were always evil yeah they were always vicious yeah and they were scary so yeah. in other words even though the 10 tribe the 10 spies came back with an evil report called in the bible it nowhere says they were wrong it's just saying wow we saw the sons of anak there it is scary they're scary so uh the the point of bringing the giants up uh, folks, is that this is the this is a example. It's the first example in the Bible uh, where we begin to see about something other than the norm. The norm. The norm. Okay. So it's the first time. All right. And it's not a good uh, thing that we see. It's it's a, it's against us. It's against good. It's evil. And so. Uh, uh, that's that's why we're beginning this series on the unseen realm. We're 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 showing that that it's it began long 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 six thousand years ago. If you follow the the Jewish calendar, uh, a long time ago. So it's it's uh, it's important for us to to set the stage and to set foundation for the uh, the the rest of what we're going to talk about the unseen realm it begins with this idea that there were these beings that right. weren't that weren't of God or they weren't human and uh, they were superhuman and yes. they, and 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 they they were on the earth uh, during during this time and for a while and that's and, and ex- may still be that we I don't know if they are or not. so uh, something definitely happened that it was specifically written about in the Bible, Mm -hmm. even as terse as it is, it was well known, and if we jump way ahead thousands of years to the Second Temple period of the New Testament, we see that what's important about this is Jesus battled demons, Mm -hmm. 
the apostles wrote subsequent to Jesus' death of these demonic, and he, they said they're captured under the great river Euphrates. They're hmm. bound. Well, we know, for instance, for a fact, that not all demons are bound under the Euphrates River. Jesus wrestled with them. Paul told us yeah. we wrestle against fl not flesh and blood, blood but powers, powers and, and rulers and, and authorities and all the of these things. In the heavenly realm. In the heavenly realm. And yeah. he says, we wrestle not. Now, <clears throat> this is giving us what they well were familiar with, that mm -hmm. idea of this unseen realm. What's specific or what's interesting about Paul saying we wrestle not against flesh and blood is that, well, if we go all back now again to 4,000 years plus, we have Jacob wrestled against another being, a heavenly being mm -hmm. in the unseen realm. Yes. Uh, and his name was changed after that wrestling encounter from Jacob, which mm -hmm. has a negative connotations, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to Israel, which yeah. has very positive connotations, biblically speaking. Mm -hmm. So, by the time we get to Paul again jumping ahead, who's jumping back, uh, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In mm -hmm. other words, your real fight, the real fight, is not an earthly fight. Yes, these demonic will influence the earth, they will, very specifically in Revelation says, they'll uh, influence the, the kings and the nations to come against Israel and so on. They'll influence them. Yeah. But what we know for a fact is, but that's not our real wrestling match. Yeah. Our real wrestling match, is when it? you get to the nitty-gritty, yeah. is against what's causing this idea. Yes. And that's what we see today with Israel. Israel is being attacked. Israel is at war going to get worse as i said jeff you know it's going to not to make us feel better as, as somebody told me recently getting so bad out there i'm i'm hoping for a pre-trib rapture that's how the world is today it's that scary and that's it's scary. going to be worse yeah. and and yeah. our wrestling match then yeah. is against yeah. these entities yeah. of which the giants are simply one uh one aspect one aspect to me it's uh remarkable uh, if you go to the flood account and God says it's despicable, I will not permit it. I'm going to s destroy humans. They've made me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. Uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, and Jesus said it was like, it will be like it was in the days of Noah. So we need to understand that there are unnatural, supernatural influences that are taking us down in a sense they're taking us down morally uh in tr they're trying to corrupt our thinking they're trying to corrupt and this isn't this isn't wacko this is real what's going on folks in the world today the wackoness that you see i was watching a video the other day of of a guy walking down the street and he walks up he, he walks up to a person and he punches him in the face and he just walks away and the incidences of these things, types of things happening, is more and more and more. Uh, mass robberies, uh, people going into a, a, a store, 50 people going into a store, breaking through with a car, stealing everything in sight, and leaving. Right. So what we have today is uh, chaos. It mm -hmm. is chaotic. Yes. It is not lawful. God no. says in the Bible, many places, many ways, he desires order and lawfulness. Yes. This is demonic, if you will, it is. to use that term across the board of all the different types. 
And what we're trying to do here, Jeff, is we must make clear that what we're saying about these giants is they were the descendants, the offspring of this illicit union between watcher angels who had relations with human women, women. and their offspring are these ones who are not bound under the river Euphrates, right. as Revelation talks about right. and as right. Peter and Jude discuss. Yes. They are the disembodied spirits, if you will, the demonic that Jesus wrestled with in the yes. New Testament that yes. he told them, uh, you be quiet, you crawl, you be, you get down. All these things that, that Jesus, you can go into the pigs. You, you don't uh, take man's responsibility, which it's only man to talk about uh, responsibility and privilege to talk about the kingship of El Elyon, God Almighty. It is not for these demonic half-breed uh, uh, offspring of the watcher angels who deliberately knew they saw the they they were well familiar with the unseen realm, and they still said, "Let's take these natural uh, human women." So by the time God says, "I've had it with you," and He brings Noah out, all the Bible tells us about Noah, they all have an opinion, but they all say he was untainted in his generation. Yes, meaning that this. Uh, unnatural uh, hybridization of yep. the watcher angels with human women yep. they were not after their kind they yep. were not after their species mm -hmm. uh, and they knew what they were doing they chose to do that God said I will not forgive you mm. you are not forgiven mm -hmm. why again because they knew yeah. and it's these descendants that we're talking about, and uh, as we said, every culture, every race, every people throughout many generations has indications, has legends of these giants being in the earth in those days. And that is who we see when God finally went back to start this process of redemption, bringing Eden back what he originally intended to grow on the whole earth. That's what the New Covenant is. It's an Edenic, meaning the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. existence. Returns. It's a return. Yep. God is reversing all of this. And only two of the twelve, Joshua and Caleb said, we can still do it. We can take them. The rest were not lying, they said, but there are giants. Right. There's these offspring yep. of this illicit yep. union. Yep. And, and, and it's important if you read the story, you continue to read the biblical account, that God was offended that they weren't willing because he didn't believe that he would help them, right, overcome. And because of that, they they had to go around the block again. They had to wait till that whole generation <laughs> yeah, whole died generation, off because yeah, God did yeah. these great miracles yeah. that are have never been seen yeah. before. That's right. Never been seen in our day. Yep. I mean, let's just be honest, Jeff. Yep. If we see a miraculous healing, we think that's really something, yeah. and it is. And it is. But it's nothing like what God displayed cosmically yep. as his existence. Yep. And by the way, Jeff, I think we talked about this before. Uh, those miracles of uh, the exodus from Egypt, which mm -hmm. is symbolic of the world, mm -hmm. uh, uh, God performed them, and people say, well, he was showing his supremacy over the, the gods of Egypt and so on. That, that may be. But what he was doing it for, many rabbis have said, it was for the Egyptians to see, not 
for the children of Israel right. specifically. He was demonstrating to the world, to the, world. the Egyptians. Right. It wasn't willy-nilly yes. power yes. that, look what I can yes. do, That's and right. I'm above this God, and nana, nana, right. nana. He was trying to show, yes. you've put your trust and faith and belief in these gods, and I'm going to do this for your benefit yes. and bring them out. We don't know except the Bible very clearly tells us in that Genesis 6 account and afterward as well. And that's what we see when they come back in to start God's plan again of redemption for all mankind. When they came into the Holy Land, they were there. These giants, in other words. They were. And, and uh, you, you quote, uh, and, and the, the Nephilim are, are referenced again in Numbers. In the book of Numbers, uh, and and you uh, uh, the story about the giants in in uh, uh, in the Promised Land, and uh, you quote uh, God, "Do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, for they will be like bread for us." In other words, we eat them for breakfast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right? Their their protection has been removed, and the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Right. And they did not listen to that. Right. And 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 it was. Uh, it, it's important. It's important. Uh, you know. So then they had to go around the block again uh, in the desert, as it were, to to get finally back in. But uh, so I think we've done a, a pretty good job. I've posted something on our Facebook page, folks, that you need to go see. It's a. It's a. It's an excerpt from Lagos.com of Michael Heiser talking about the unseen realm. And I want you to, he talks about the Nephilim specifically in this short uh, piece. It's an article that he wrote. But you can go to uh, Israel, Why is the Middle East Important Facebook page, and you can read about that right now. And uh, that's that's uh, that's there for you to to to, to study and, and to look at and to and to comment on. And we would love for you to do that. Go to our Facebook page, uh, Israel. Why is the Middle East important? And uh, you know, comment about that article and comment about this show. We'd love to hear what you have to say. But uh, Neil and I have talked about this before. That you and I, and Neil, we are we are the the netstream. Is that right? Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, no, no stream is no stream, no stream, no, no stream, which is how the Jews refer to us. That is Christian. That's Hebrew for Christian. Christian, no stream, no stream, and we are the watchers. We are the watchmen on the wall. We are the watchmen on the wall. That's in Isaiah. Isaiah and Jeremiah both refer to the watchers or and uh, uh, the Nozrim Christians mm-hmm. yes. today yeah. as being watchers on the wall. Watchers on the wall. So, folks, you're a watcher, and you're a watcher on the wall, and we're watching with you. And we need to be praying, it says in Psalm 122, for the peace of Jerusalem. And because our prayers and our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers and the principalities in the heavenly realms. And we have the pleasure and honor and duty and obligation to pray and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So with that, uh, we say shalom until our next time when we continue our discussion on the unseen realm. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. 
And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.